What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Top 5 at 5 with your host, Johnny Quest. Today is Thursday, October 22nd. Here's what you missed while you were trying to decide if that's Colorado wildfire smoke or just another pot hotboxing event in Denver. All right, tonight's the last presidential debate. Depending how it goes, you might get a surprise bonus episode from me tomorrow. Hopefully, it's just boring and full of policy and I don't have to do another show, but hey, I'm not counting on it. So what should you look for tonight? Well, for one, getting drunk if you're playing the drinking game with me, because it's definitely going to ring bingo at least four times. But hey, we might get a different tone from Trump. I mean, maybe he takes an extended release Adderall this time and skips the coke. I mean, caffeine. I mean, all he should have to do is just let Biden talk and trip himself up. I just don't think he has the self-control to do that. On the flip side, all Biden has to do is stay normal, coherent and steady and he can cruise to another debate win he doesn't necessarily need to quote unquote destroy trump he just needs to seem stable number three i would expect trump to bring up hunter's laptop fiasco it's not part of any of the pre-agreed to segment topics and can't even be tangentially related to them but you know trump is gonna bring it up biden's gonna deny it but let's see how he does so number four i'd expect some questions regarding packing the supreme court or basically adding more slots to even up the score of libs to conservatives liberal progressive democrats have thrown this idea out since amy conan barrett is looking to get confirmed soon she actually made it out of senate committee today and the final confirmation vote should be next week and today biden finally answered the question by saying that he would appoint a committee to study the effects of adding more justices and then decide based on their opinion, which to me means he's going to add more seats. And lastly, don't forget the muted microphone thing. It's going to be entertaining to see them try to figure out how to talk over each other when no one else can hear them. So that should be fun. They're also expected to talk about climate control, race, police reform, obviously the vid, and maybe even the economy, or that might be related to the vid. I don't know, but tune in tonight on almost every channel. Starts at nine o'clock Eastern in Nashville. All right, last night, the FBI and the intelligence agencies held a press conference around the election. I thought they weren't supposed to do that anymore, hold press conferences about investigations surrounding the election weeks before it. Well, this administration doesn't seem to care. Anyways, the National Security Director, John Ratcliffe, said, quote, Iran and Russia have taken specific actions to influence public opinion relating to our election. Some voter registration information has been attained by Iran and separately by Russia. This data can be used by foreign actors to attempt to convey misinformation, end quote. Now, it's important to note, no election infrastructure has been breached, and there's been no ballot interference that has happened at this known time. It seems that they both got access to public polling information and registration information, but it's important to be cautious what you read and share online, especially now, because apparently Iran has been sending emails to registered Democratic voters, warning them to vote for President Donald Trump or we will come after you. We are in possession of all of your information. No, they not. But what was interesting is how Mr. Ratcliffe posed this situation, because one of the things he said is this, Iran had three goals, to intimidate voters, incite social unrest, and damage President Trump. And you can color me shocked, because I'm trying to figure out how vote for Trump or we'll come after you damages the president's re-election campaign. If anything, it helps it. And these emails instead are intended to undermine democracy and the entire 
entire election, not Trump specifically. But the National Director of Intelligence is a political position, and Ratcliffe is all too much of a Trumpito bootlicker, so I'm not that surprised. I mean, get a good spam filter, people. And be careful what you read and share online. Look at the source URL, like the actual website. Make sure it's spelled correctly. Heck, even Twitter wants to make you think twice before retweeting by making you tap two buttons instead of just one. I mean, that should cut down on absolutely none of the misinformation, but hey, at least they're trying. Speaking of election interference and intimidation, we have another chapter in the what the F Florida. So it's being reported that in Pinellas County, just outside of a polling station, two armed men showed up claimed to be part of the Trump campaign and stood guard. They were dressed in uniform and had set up a tent near the early voting site in St. Petersburg. Of course, the campaign has denied any connection to these gentlemen, but there's not much plausible deniability here since, you know, Trump himself urged voters in the first debate to go into the polls and watch carefully. Watch how they cheat. So, of course, these two nincompoops would consider themselves deputized under the Grand Master to secure this polling location. But, just in case you were trying to join up the cause, don't bother. It's a third degree felony to bring a gun to a polling place. Now, voter intimidation is also quite illegal. So stop being Florida for a couple of weeks and just be a normal state, please. Please, just until the 4th of November. I'd appreciate it. Thanks. All right, so Elon Musk has been promising this thing called full self-driving mode for quite some time. And the first beta is here. So what is it? Because it's kind of confusing. Let's see if I can give you the TLDR because their names don't actually mean what they do. Now, Tesla has included a feature with every car called autopilot. Autopilot is not self-driving. It's just adaptive cruise control with added lane centering. So basically it keeps you in your lane while on a highway and slows down if a car is in front of you. Now they also have an optional add-on for $8,000. Although that price has changed many times over the years and it's supposed to go up $2,000 next Monday. And this is called full self-driving capability. Now this added feature is really just software. You can buy it later, but it'll cost you more. And this has gotten better and better over the years through over-the-air software downloads and updates. And what it currently does is called navigation on autopilot, which means it can automatically handle your speed, your lane changes. It'll overtake slower cars while you're on the highway from on-ramp to off-ramp. And they've promised that this would be coming to city streets for some time now, being able to handle traffic lights, stop signs, roundabouts, making left and right hand turns. Well, this week, the beta has been released to select Tesla drivers, apparently the ones that are the most safe. And it's out in the public, like a beta for self-driving in the streets. Scary stuff. But their statement when you activate it says this, full self-driving is an early limited access beta and must be used with additional caution. It may do the wrong thing at the worst time. So you must always keep your hands on the wheel and pay extra attention to the road. Do not become complacent, end quote. So yeah, one, you can't trust a Tesla driver. But two, it's not exactly instilling confidence, especially since this is going to be coming to more Tesla drivers in less than a month, allegedly. Now, since it's based on a neural network and it's a complete ground up rewrite of their algorithm, it's true that the more people that use it, the better it learns. And so far, the people that are using it say it's pretty good and kind of scary how good it is because we're not used to cars doing this. But I don't know, count me out. I'm not putting my life into the hands of a beta software product. But let me know when the Golden Master is released and maybe we'll talk.
And finally, if you didn't know, I mentioned previously that Sasha Barricorn is releasing a new Borat movie. I'm not going to say the whole title because it's like a paragraph long, but let's just call it Borat 2. And it's coming out on Amazon this weekend. And so reviewers have gotten early access. And well, <laughs> there's a scene in which Borat and his on-screen daughter are interviewing Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> yeah. I know. But in this clip, his daughter convinces Rudy to go to another back room, then remove his microphone, and he lays back on the bed, and then you see Rudy untuck his shirt and reach down in his pants. At which point, Borat runs in and says, no, she's too old for you. She's only 15. <laughs> Borat joke. Now, on Twitter, Giuliani responded saying he was just tucking in his shirt. And this was a setup, which, of course, I mean, it's a Borat movie. But while he was laying down on a bed in front of a young blonde girl? Okay, Rudy. It also seems like Rudy might think Borat is a real person, since in a now-deleted tweet, he says he's going to get Borat for this, while complaining how the media is covering this story and ignoring the Hunter Biden story he's responsible for. Typical deflection. And typical response for yet another politician caught with their hands in the cookie jar. Que vergüenza should be ashamed. Well, my beautiful people, those are my top five news stories of the day. And for those of you that stick around for the bonus news, I got a couple headlines here for you. I mentioned it yesterday, but it's officially true. Quibi is done after raising over a billion and a half dollars in original content with some A-list stars and all the good producers you can get. They just couldn't make it happen. I mean... It's already crazy thinking that people would watch a TV show that only lives on their phone, but even more so when no one's leaving the house. So unfortunate timing and also probably a bad business idea. In other sports news, looks like Des Bryant may actually be getting a chance back on the football field. He got signed by the Baltimore Ravens to their practice squad. He hasn't played in about two years and he's had his ups and downs with teammates. So we'll see where this goes, but Lamar Jackson needs somebody to throw the ball to. And in other news, I did want to talk about this Derek Chauvin guy who got one of his charges released. He's the guy that had his knee on the neck of George Floyd, and they did dismiss a third-degree manslaughter charge. But he still got a second-degree manslaughter charge and another felony. So he's not off the hooks. If anything, it's worse. So don't get too caught up in the story about this. All right, that's what I have for you guys today. Like I mentioned, the debate is tonight. You might get a bonus episode from me tomorrow. If not, I'll catch you guys on Monday. Thanks again to all the regular listeners. Thanks again to all my Pandora folks, my Spotify folks, my Overcast folks. Everyone checking me out at top5at5.com. Everybody that tells their friends where they can get quick updates without having to deal with all the mumbo jumbo. I lay it out flat. So if you like my swag, I appreciate it. And as always, remember, stay focused, proud, and dedicated. Dodge the rest, catch up with Quest. I got you with the news.